Ano, 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 avedo de kudesho belichu. Ano, 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 avedo de kudesho belichu. Ano, 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 avedo de kudesho belichu. Ano, ano, ano. Ave do de kudesha belicho ano ano The middle of Perek Vav. And today we're going to be getting some Lemaise, Lemaise Eitzes, how to strengthen our power of thought, our thoughts, our imagination, our visualizations. Very much Lemaise, we said the Sefer is the Sefer of how. Now one of the things that they say a lot in the world of mindfulness today is don't judge your thoughts, observe them. You've heard this lashon before? Don't judge your thought, observe it. What's the difference between judging your thought and observing your thought? What's the difference? Think about, think about this line. It's a very powerful line. No Thank sure you so much. You're, you're sweet enough. It's okay. <laughs> you stuck your finger with that? Judge it, you kill it. If you judge it, you, you kill, kill it. it. Give me, give me an you example. Can't kill it. Whatever it is, you know, you, you, you just, you're either going to enhance it or destroy it. I mean, a judge, it's yes or no. It's a, you say good, guilty or not guilty. Guilty or not guilty. What's, what's wrong with saying a thought is good? If it's a bad thought. Nothing's wrong with that. What about if it's a bad thought? Well, I think it's if you judge it, it's, it's more a part of you. You feel like it's right. part of you, but when you see it go past, observe it, it's like you know it's not you. If you start to get into the bad thought, you identify yourself with bad. That's who I am. You make yourself, the bidiuk, ah, zani. Well, the judgment is bad. The thought isn't per se bad. The, the judgment's bad. But the judgment causes you to identify yourself with something that's not necessarily you. Bidiuk, it's not necessarily you. Right. So that's the Indian we have. That's why in mind, all the therapists are working with this today. 
is the whole Indian of try to see throughout the day how many thoughts you have that basically dictate to yourself who you are. But who did the dictating? You did. You did. One of you. For now, you. The judge. But that's who you, that's, <coughs> you're the judge. It's you. At no, that moment, that's who No you one are. else is judging you. Right. Well, sometimes the judge is one of our characters that we replay for protective purposes. It, that, that's great. It's still you. It's no one else. It's not, meaning it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. It's coming from me. Say it's part of me, side of me. It's an eighth of me, but it's me. It's not anybody else. That's what we're saying, right? So the so the Piyasetna has been telling us something very interesting. He said, when you have good, when you have strong thoughts during davening, don't start judging them litova and see, oh, where does this take me to? Where could I take? Where could I go to from here? He's saying, forget like judging us of bad thoughts. That we're used to. Don't even try to calculate good thoughts and say, what could I do with this good machshava chazaka now? What could I do with it? Can you just not? Can you just observe it? Doesn't that contradict what we said a little bit? Shnia, 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 shnia. Okay. Okay. Shnia, shnia. Let's develop it. Doesn't contradict. Hopefully, nothing that he's saying over here. We're, build, we're, we're building it up. When a person has, I'll tell you how Reb Shlomo said this once. Again, all his mishalim are so spot on. It's just unbelievable. And and he 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 said the following thing when it came to. Um, like what we do with things. He said, by Hanukkah candles, we say, Why is Hanukkah so give out? Because it's light that I'm not allowed to do anything with it. I just observe. That's why Hanukkah is the Oragonos, it's the concealed light. I'm not using it for anything. I'm observing it, right? So what, what the tzaddik has been telling us over here is saying, you're going to start to have slowly, slowly, more and more powerful thoughts during your davening, especially doing visualizations, but there's going to be a Yetzir Hara that's going to say like, okay, and now what? Say, chill. Let it be. Don't try right now. Don't try to do anything with it. If Machshavas Kedoshah start popping out during your mind, during your visualization, while you're davening, let it be. And then it'll be stronger. And then it'll be stronger. And like we said last week, then it'll stop popping up throughout the day. But if you're already cheshbening during a strong thought, during davening, how is this going to help me conquer the Yetzirah when I pass by that woman that I always pass by in the Makolet? You killed the moment. You killed it. You killed a good thought. And you're saying, I wanted to do something good with it. It's not how it works. You killed it. By observing it more and more and more, the more it becomes our nature, and the more it organically appears more and more and more. Now, who, remember, who is he speaking to? He's speaking to 20-year-old Avrechim, who their Yetzer is probably, you know, very, very strong. <laughs> Bless you. He's talking to people that know that they're, that they're in the years of, like, of Eish, the fire, right? Avrech. Uh, well, Avrech here is like a young man. But again, back then, a young Avrech, someone that got married... Then it was generally like 17, 18, probably, yeah. Yeah, Ibn Nachman was... Still in the, in the height of, I guess, aggression. Yeah, 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 totally. 100 17, yeah. yeah, aggressive years. Yeah, but remember, Ibn Nachman, you know how old he was when he got married, Ibn Nachman? 13. Ibn Nachman got married 13 years old. A lot of the tzaddikim, why did they used to do tznaim back then? Today, what's tznaim? 
It's not even people don't even do it, and when they do it, it's just a, two, the, the mothers break a plate by the, you know, so the photographer can get it, right? But really, what, was, what, was the tznai, what does the tznai mean? It means condition, right? Because back then, they would get engaged at like nine or ten. Then they would come from each side, the father, the parents of each side would sign, and say, we're signing here tznaim, that when they are yeah, way older, when they're 13, we are mechayev, we, we, we are taking arevim, that they are going to go, and uh, we're going to put them under the chuppah. So you're dealing, yeah, you're dealing with years here. This is young years. It's still, you know, blood is really pumping strong. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking about the, the hopefully the beautiful, the beautiful ritzonos and machshavos that, that, you know, young guys are having while they're starting to learn this kind of Torah, re- being reintroduced to the Baal Shem Tov's way of tefillah. And he's going to say, no, when, once you have something good happening to you, you want more of it, right? He's saying that's great in life to want to keep on growing. But with machshavas, it works a little bit differently. If you're going to try to capture it, and see how much stronger you could make it, you kill it. Basically, right? the way the bad captures you, capture the good. The way, you be, the way your mind works when you become, when you think right, about the bad, right, 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 right. have that become the good, Bidiuk. have that become you. Bidiuk. Trust. Ptach ba'ashem tov. Like, trust that this is not the end of the good moment. Uh, are we not More will come. Are we calling it the good and the bad? I mean, the labeling it is... No, no, not, not, not good and bad. I would say more kadosh and tahor and tamay. Kadosh and not kadosh. Okay. Wasn't there shenuim in the drachim of, of the, the shitas in terms of different approaches? Say the more nine was Mila machshavas and the Balatani was masik from the machshavas. There's like different, and then all the way down to now. But this is 120 years after that. Nachon, 100 percent. And remember, he 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 kept on feeling. That by now in Chassidus, this is 1920, the Balatania is 1780, 1790. You got a 120, 130 year gap where a lot of shitas kind of got dwindled down. They got mitzumtzam, uh, forgotten, <coughs> lost art, the And he's talking to the times. He's talking to, you know, he said it's 100 years ago, but Givalt is this, is this relevant today? Because some guy came up to me after two weeks ago after Shir. He said, I had a machshava of the Kisei Akava during davening, but I couldn't. I couldn't hold on to it for too long, and it messed up my davening. I said, exactly. That's exactly what he's warning about, what he's warning us from. Because it's such a taiva that if it's good, oh, I'm gonna, it's such a taiva, right? I need more, I need the full picture. It's not, it's not how it works here. It's not how it works here. Let's, let's continue. Wait, wait. What, what do you want to say before about, the, about what it contradicts? What we were talking about yesterday about Mincha. It's too, I know it's two separate... But yesterday, by Mincha, you were saying, with the, with the story that you told about, I don't remember who it was, who got married and the wife, and she had, you know, four months, but I didn't think about going forward because I was in the minute, but he should have thought about going forward. So here he's saying, no, don't he, go forward. The Baal Shem Tov was said to him, not to her. Right, to him. To him. Why didn't you yeah. scream out at that time that she said, give me more months, life. Give more life. Well, he's, well, I was in the moment. He didn't answer back. Well, well, that's the assumption was that he was in. The, I mean, that's, no, that's the what assum- I got from it. The assumption was is, is all I got. It's two different things. One is about staying alive versus having some good thoughts. Then that story, in that story, it's, it's really not kashuti. I'm just going to mushroom it. In that story, it's speaking about staying alive. I, I want to stay alive, right? 
as opposed to a certain level in Avodos Hashem. If a person has a, an ability to stay alive, you have to daven to stay alive, you're going to stay alive whether you have a good machshava or a bad machshava. It's a different, it's a different, uh, different parsha, completely different parsha. So look over here. Lachen b'sha'ah. You see the paragraph starts. Lachen b'sha'ah. Lachen b'sha'ah. Shemagishat ha'ezehi terakshut ha'kedosha. Lo techapes timyonot u'meshalim. At a moment you have some kind of a hisrakshus. You're feeling a little bit of, of, of excitement of kedusha. Don't right now start to think about, oh, and rabbis, by the way, fall and fall on this all the time. Because whenever they have a good thought that happens to them, they're already thinking, how could I use this for the drush of this? I'm telling you, I speak about the bottom all the, how could I use this in the sermon next week, right? He's saying, I once, saw, I once met a shliach from Miami in the airport, and, and we were talking, and, and we forgot about the world. He's like, isn't it? He said, wow, this is so great. This is the last time I ever thought I ever had a good conversation, and I wasn't thinking about like how I'm going to insert this into my into my sermon this week. Isn't that a problem though? That's that approach to teach in a way. I mean, I understand it. Of course it is. Of course it is. It doesn't flow. It's not. Of course. It's just like very. Betach. Of course. Of course. Of course. לכן, again, לכן בשעה שמרגיש שאתה איזה התרגשות הקדושה, לא תחפש דמיונות ומשלים. Don't start saying, how could I touch this up and, and, and expand it and bring a mashot. רק תתעכב, observe. Like תתעכב means take your time. תתבונן בהתרגשותך. Have introspection with your thought, with your holy thought. ותוסיף לעוררה. And allow it if, it, if it can, just by introspection to wake up. Like Sorry? Like daging a little bit with it. Stay with it a little bit. Be with, don't, don't judge it. Don't start don't stretching it. Don't start, let it be. Vamachshavas imaras akodesh, and all these machshavas together with now the visions you start to see, the holy visions, me'elehen te'alena. Well, that's the, that's the most important word here, me'elehen. That from with from 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 like within from just b- them being themselves will start to go up. Where else do we have this lashon me'eleha? In the in the in Rashi, the very important Rashi. At shetehevis, huh? Shetehevis oilam me'eleha. It says baloschos aneros and lupniam noira yairu shivas aneros. So everyone's wondering what Aaron Cohen's supposed to stand there, continue to keep on light. Rashi says, no, no, you're a, you're a, you are a, you're are an Akayan, you're going to turn on Yidin to Yiddishkeit, right? You're going to teach Yidin about the, this is how Reb Shlomo teaches, he said, you're going to teach Yidin about how to serve God. He said, but do you think that Hashem had in mind that you're going to be there to stir the coals all day? That's the point, that they have a babysitter their whole lives? Trust your age that at a certain point, you're going to cause it to be oila me'eleha. That means it's going to start to rise up flames on its own. So the Rebbe is saying the same thing. The Rebbe is saying the same thing about our machshavas. At a certain point, and don't judge it to see when it happens, because then you're out of the ballgame. These machshavas, it, just, it starts to be your natural flow of life. But it can only happen when you allow it to be and not, I got to control it. I got to control the good thoughts. Which means you have to have self-confidence. 100%. In, in the thought. In the, in the Kedusha thought? By not, by just letting it be. So, can we define the Kedusha thought as 
uh, like its own separate life and entity in its own world that we can kind of tap into? Like, meaning, what does it belong to? Does it belong to us? Like, why are we not judging it? Why are we allowing it to grow inside of us? I think because we trust it. We trust it came from Hashem, and it's a natural thing that's coming, emanating from within. Mm-hmm. It's really, trust is a very is a, is a key word here, yeah. So you have like that, let's say the, the what was the, the example this morning, that someone had a, a vision of, of what? Kisei HaKov. Kisei HaKov, the throne of glory, yeah. Right, that's, that's a powerful image to have. No, no, but it's, it's based on, he, he led us through an imagery of... of uh, uh-huh. Of going up to the key said that, that's why he said it. It so, was it was based on something that, that was. Can we work on that example. Like, so, what what would we typically do to end the to end the thought, and what should we do to allow it to continue? I don't think it's saying to end the thought. I'm saying just, I think I think. Yeah, yeah he's not speaking about ending be, it. Let it be, and organically, if you continuously let it be, organically, it's going to come more often. And it's going to become more of a part of who you are. So we'll understand you don't, the Kisei HaKavu a little bit better, because we won't just say, take a snapshot and say, I think, that's the Kisei HaKavu. We'll actually just not judge it, allow it to exist and see more of it. And I'll see more into our souls, I think, on a more consistent basis. Okay. I think, I don't know. I don't, don't, don't get busy trying to come up with a practical implement, implementation. Implementation, yeah, okay. yeah, Maybe yeah. You might say, this is the Kisei HaKavu. I understand what it is. I had a quick vision. I understand it completely. But to say, like, this is the Kisya couple, this is its lifestyle, these are the things that it does, might be incorrect. Right? No, under, understanding is not part of the program over here. Right. If I go into understanding, what am I doing to, that, to the Kisya covenant? I'm judging it exactly. I'm keilu judging it, and then I put it into saying that is not the that's not the safer. Okay. There are for listen. We have an Indian. Though. We have to learn Rambam. We have to learn Rabsad Yagon. We have to learn the Svarim that you know, very much are, help us understand the panemius of these things mm-hmm. on a machshava level, mm-hmm. but he's talking mainly during tefillah. That's not the time for it. Mm-hmm. That's not the time for it. So again, let's finish this. This, Okay. So now he's going to give, now he's going to give the practical stuff we're talking about. More of like the how, right? The, this beautiful how. What we learn from all, remember, look, look how long this parak, just this parak. I'm sorry, this is a continuation. This parag, we've spent three weeks in the last four, five pages. And it's not because we haven't been learning. We've been learning Bekvias. It's just that every paragraph here is loaded with, with a lot of like absorbing a very, what he felt was the real Kavanah of the Baal Shem Tov. So he says, So what do we get from all this? It's not enough that a person reveals from within his midst a holy intellect, which is called Das Torah, meaning I know what the Kisei HaKovod is, or I know the Halachas. That's not enough to keep a person in the place that the Rebbe is guiding us to. That you're learning all day, you're doing Siyumim every single week. Again, he's addressing probably exactly the reality that he was meeting. Remember, the Rebbe had a... His, it's funny. The Rebbe, the Piyasetna Rebbe, had a, the second largest yeshiva in Poland after Yeshiva's Chachmei Lublin. It was called Yeshiva's Das Moshe, I think, or Torah's Moshe. 300 students. It was unheard of. Besides, aside from Rebbe Meir Shapiro of Lublin's Yeshiva, Chachmei Lublin, this was the largest yeshiva. So he's really speaking about what he was seeing. He's seeing guys, they're on fire, 
But what are they on fire? They're on fire to absorb knowledge, even, especially we're talking about holy knowledge. Rak gam, but that's not enough. Third line, rak gam machshava shel kedusha tzarich legalos mekirbo ulechazka. What you need to also extract, or I would almost say, or to reveal from the, within all the learning you're doing is how much are your machshavas becoming kaddish as well? He's saying, take a guy, a guy learned all week long in yeshiva, and I'll test him on what he learned. He'll tell me everything that he learned. And then I'll ask him, Shailism, what was happening to your mind in between the learning when you had conversations with people? Was the machshavas kadoshas also? So the Rebbe is saying, then you're missing on like the ikr of what the purpose of being engaged in the word of, with the Word of God is all about. If I'm just learning and I'm learning and I'm learning and I can be tested and I can tell you everything that Allah says, you say, it's good, but you're missing out on what the point of being an Eved Hashem and a Chassid is. A Chassid is, can you then trace the lines of Machshavas Kedoshos the second you close the Sefer? You know what? Not even when you close the Sefer. Even when the Sefer is open. Even when the Sefer is open. Um, let, let's give a good example. How could a person be engaged in Torah study and not be clear that his machshavas are becoming stronger and holier? Give me an example. While you're learning. Huh? What's the question? Meaning, if, the, the question is, can there, can there be a mitziyut that while I'm learning Torah, my, my machshavas are not really becoming holier? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. 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 Huh? Rav Hizda, who said, whom I eulogizing uh, here? It, it is an absolute possibility. Of course it's an absolute. Now he's saying over here, Now remember, when the PSS says, Kadosh, who is he referring to when he says Rav Kadosh? The Balatanya. Well, he doesn't even say, it's, it's a muvan me'elav. I, I saw an essay written recently of the of basically explaining the Balatania's Torah through the light of the Piasetsters. Beautiful mimer, the guy that went through all this farm and saw every time that the, he he took from the Balatania and what he was like harping on the chul is beautiful. So when he says Harava Kadosh, the Piasetsner is always referring to the Balatania. He says Kvarevenu laElis Divi Harava Kadosh Zatzal Shamachshava Eino Zoshel Hasechel. This thought is not coming from the Sechel. David, you want to... You wanna... After all, a person uses his thought to think of non-intellectual matters as well. So you can't say that machshava is only used for intellectual matters, it's used for a bunch of different things as well, like the formation of letters or images. This is not just for intellect. So how do we mechazek our machshava? Right? What does this mean? Like, I, I, can, I go to retreats in the Bahamas to, to like, mechazek the machshava. I spend weeks in, in you know. You ever been, you ever been invited? To, you, ever, you ever done one of these, like, silent retreats where you just, it's called, like, strengthening of the, of the mind retreats? Why are you guys giggling? You, did you lead? Did you guys lead these retreats? <laughs> Yeah, he's saying, he's saying over here, he's saying, everyone's speaking about his chaskus amachshava. It's it's like it's in to talk about this. Oh, new in. Like, this is the cool stuff, right? Mindfulness. Mind, right? 
he's saying like this, where does a yid mechazek is machshava? It's not by going and meditating in the Himalayas. It's not. It, there's something there. You could do it. He says, Gam ken batorah. Kol kiyomeinu batorah uba kol avodatenu veitchaskotenu. A yid's way of figuring out how to develop, develop the strong mind, sharp mind, is through learning. Anyone, I'm sure you could attest this. Anyone that was like strong in a sugya, like their head was stuck in a sugya in shas, like, re, like really, really strong in it. You ever notice how you start thinking about everything else in the world? If you've ever really been plugged into learning, like really plugged in, you ever notice how you start to think about everything else? So the, Re- so the Rebbe is saying, if that's true about the way that the learning, the mind does to us through learning, if that's not sprinkled with machshavas kedoshos, then it's just going to be that your mind is going to you know, keep on wandering around in a manner that you learn. But it's got to be more than that, because when we learn Torah, it's supposed to me'orer machshavas kedoshos as well. You said the word Rav Hunan Rav Chizda. It should, be, it should do something to us at that moment. We think about Rav Hunan Rav Chizda. I was saying yesterday in the women's shir, you know, Jeremy and Ari, I've been thinking about them a lot lately because, you know, they're up on that, on that, on that mountain, on that farm, and they're mamish living, they're living biblical prophecy. Hopefully we are too. The thing is, they're thinking about it much more because they literally are shepherds. And, and they literally are like taking walks with their kids into the caves that they're living next to, where David HaMelech and Amos Hanavi were prophesying from, Right? Now, we could have that too. It's just Efrat kind of got a little, you know, Efrat's uh, Gentrified. Just a tad. We got spinning factories and we got pizza places and we got sushi and basketball. say there, it's all good. Rav Ruven Sasson says it's absolutely part of the Geula. It's the, it's the first coma of Geula. But it should also be that all these good things that I'm doing have, should be arousing Machshavah's Kedoshah. So I'll give you an example. Each person here, well, not each one, but, but many of you <clears throat> had time with uh, someone from your family in the last week. Mm-hmm. Anyone in your family from the last week? Mm-hmm. Spending time with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Was that me'or any machshava kedosha that you could think of in the last week? Lama <laughs> <laughs> lo? <laughs> you're an easy example this week. <laughs> you, you're an easy example. I actually had it. I dropped Seagal off. She missed her, whatever, missed her bus. Yeah. She's like, can you, Abby, can you drive me? Uh, how's it going to affect? Yeah, I'll drive you. I'll drive you. And I dro- took her to school, and she came out of the car, and her biggest smile thanking me for taking her to school. It lasted for more than a second. Yeah. He shows up everywhere. It can show up anywhere. That's what he's trying to lead us to. Mm-hmm. Now, but he gives us an etzah. He says, there's certain things you learn that they basically really help arouse the machshavas kedoshos more than other things that you would learn. Like what? Look what he says. Tarbe lilmod midrashos ein Yaakov. What's ein Yaakov? Agadata, right? Gam zohar kodosh lamoid. And learn zohar. Vafilu mi she'ino mevin esinani akabala. He's saying, even if you're not really, <laughs> you're learning Zohar, you're learning Rav Shem Bar Yochai, you're learning one of the, you know, the Ma'amarim, and you're not really sure exactly how it all adds up and exactly what he's talking about. He's saying, you sit with the Zohar HaKadosh, these things then start to, the, the buttons get turned on whether you realize it or not. 
you, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. You're saying that on the one hand you could be learning and you could be having, uh, you, you could be totally checked out. There's no holy thoughts coming to you. But on the other hand, you're saying, but the Eitzah the is to learn the right things and that's going to create, you know, like... Why? Yeah, why, why, why is it? It's a good shadow what you're saying. Why is it? Because when you're learning and learning and you're basing your level of learning on how much you understand intellectually... Uh then that also dictates to you the rest. So he's saying learning things that are not intellectual. That dafka, not exactly. Dafka. Why? Because what happens? Because what's don't the... don't have a, a grasp of it on that, that intellectual. Exactly, right. exactly. So he says that's why you go to Magate, you go to En Yaakov, go to the Tsar. You want to tell me you sit with the whole Tsar, you understand everything? Get out of here. Of course you don't, <laughs> right? But that's not, the, that's not the point. It's not the purpose. We're trying to uh, we're trying to be and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's based on the intellectual grasping of the text that I'm learning. Sometimes he says it does the hefech, that if my nisayon of saying I was matzliach in learning is based on my intellectual grasping of something, in a certain way I've shut down the world of machshavas kedoshos. You know why? Because machshavas kedoshos are not intellectual. <coughs> I'm not going to tell you if you're on or off. I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. So I'm going to use the example of the Kisei Kabod. Yeah. The vision. Kisei Kabod pretty much excludes a man from the world. You, you, like you kind of go up on the mountain like Moshe, and you're unified with some higher purpose, which is a, a tendency of men to kind of want to have a, a vision of the world and have it be kind of like accepted by our surroundings, by our wives, by our kids. Um, and we, we, we have this vision, you were saying before about allowing the vision to be, right. but the vision isn't only intellectual, it's also social, it's also emotional. So like we have the Kisei Kabod, but the Kisei Kabod has got, to be, has got to be bigger than a man and God. It's got to be a man and man, man and kid, man and wife. It's got to include all of these various parts and various rooms in the building. And uh, if we judge it, or if we take an image of it and allow the one-dimensional uh, view of things to be, oh, I understand it, I see it, I understand it, we're going to end up being tyrants. So to allow it to permeate, uh, well, my wife's view of how to raise kids <laughs> that might have some validity to it. Um, maybe I don't understand everything, because that's also Mahsaba, that's also an image of the Kisei Kabod. Maybe the Kisei Kabod is a very big thing, not a very limited thing. That's in line with what we're learning, I think. Right. I'm just I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say if, if that makes sense to people over here. It makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Akol b'seder. Gam zor ha-kadosh lemod v'afilu mi she'eno meveni yasanani ha-kabola mikol makom noda she'mekadeshu. Now look what he says. V'chutz mizeh. Halo harbe midrashot nimtzayim b'zor ha-kadosh. And the zor is filled with medrash as well. He's saying medrash is a you know, very, very important thing. I, last year, I, I said to myself, I didn't do it yet, but I said I want to start giving an Ein Yaakov Shir. I have to. It's from, for me. For me. I have to just start it and do it, because it's... The Rebbe speak about this is a, you know, we have... You ever, you ever hear Rabbi Rosenfeld give over an Ein Yaakov Shir? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Tzvi Rosenfeld, this Ein Yaakov Shir. Unbelievable. Kvareveinu besof asiyach bechovas atalmidim. We already brought at the end of Chovas Atalmidim. Now, who who is that safer for? What age range is that? That's right before this age range. That's more teenagers, right? Kvareveinu b'sofas siyach Chovas Atalmidim es a sifri b'parshas Ekev. 
He brought the Midrash that comes down in Parashas Ekev, Sh'onar Bekotcho, Ritzoncha Shetakir et Misha Amar, Vaya Olam. You want to know God? You want to know who the one that said, let there be a world? The Midrash says, learn Agada. Says that, Poshut, just learn Agada. Ubiyakut Tehilim Ita. And the Midrash Tehilim, it says like this, Davar Acheru Biktsay Sevel. Elu HaAgados Shemakdish In Shmo Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bahem. That, that Midrash has this, this way of sanctifying God's name to the Tmimus Dikayid that's still inside of us. And as much as we think we need big, big, complicated stuff that we could wrap our intellectual minds around to feel mature about, this is really, it's really Agadta. Think about it. How many things have really turned you on to belief in the one God? Was it more Divrei Torah or Chassidish Tales? It's probably my sister. Yeah. Ma Sheila Bichlal. Ma Sheila. Rabbi Nachman knew this. Ma Sheila it's, no, no, there's no shaila. There's no shaila about this stuff, right? Chazal said this. You want, he says, you want to know Misha Amar Vahoya Ha'olam. It sounds so intellectual. I want to know the one that said, let there be a world. Mazel tov. Go learn Agada a little bit. Open up an Enyakov. Learn a Midrash. Open up Tanat Vilyal. See a little bit of in there, you know? Uh, avaday, avaday, but anyway, skip over it. <laughs> we never learned Agada. Listen, they taught us, you know, from fourth grade and learning Gemara. I don't remember any time that they said, now let's spend three weeks in the, you know, in a uh, You take a Ben Yodah, one of those farms, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> He says such a beautiful thing here. He says, you know what happens to when you're listening and you're learning one of these holy agatas? Your mind starts to like blossom without you even noticing it. Your mind is starting to go to places, right? He's saying that's that's mikving the mind. That's mamish taking your mind without you realizing it and toivel your mind into holy water. You think you're just learning a story. Really, what what it has... Imamish has you in captivity and it's, it's making you, without you even noticing, mafriach kedusha coming out of you. Without you even noticing. V'al yedeze nase ha'ish muhshar shenafsho lo tizgale yoyser. What is this word? This is like, he keeps on coming back to this. I'm going to read this line again. V'al yedeze, through this, nase ha'ish muhshar. What's muhshar? It doesn't mean talented here. That's usually how it's used in modern Hebrew. He's talented. What is hachshara? Yeah, ready. Ready. Muhshar. What's this sefer called? Hachshara sa'avreichim. Getting you ready. For what? For you to meet you. He says, Al yedeze nase ha'ish muhshar shenafsho lo tizgale yose Your own nefesh. Who you are is going to be revealed to you more and more. Because who we are becomes revealed to us through Machshavas Kedoshos. We are Kodesh Kodashim. We're Tzayn, we're B'ni Bechore Yisrael. We're the holiest. But I, bear, I, I rarely get to meet myself. When I want to give myself real good Musar, I, sometimes I'll drive through Batei Kvaras. I can't, I'm a coin. I have to be a little bit you know, careful, although I think I've, I've, mess, I've definitely messed up many times. Mamish many times, but I've been like probably thousands of times by Har Menuchos, by Reb Shlomo. I never, ever, well, I only stood on that, you know, right there on the, on the road. I never walked in there. 
but sometimes not it's there. Oh my God! <laughs> you wanted to go torture? Are you kidding me? <laughs> torture. Uh, did I tell you this crazy story that happened three weeks ago with this? This is a, this is a crazy story. This couple called me from somewhere in the states and said, "I know this is crazy, but but um, it has to." My but we're going to connect it to this. It's a good detour, but we're connected to this. this. This woman wrote me and said, "I know this is crazy. I'm a, a from from birth. Everything. My, I'm married for two years. I never was never in Eretz Yisrael. I'm finally coming for the first time with my husband. Now, the thing is, is that." Um, a few years ago, I think right after she got married, she, she got some kind of a disease, or some kind of a medical situation that basically uh, prevents her from, from living life normally. She's very sick and she can't express emotions. And she's like, it's, 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 it's a crazy thing. She can't express emotions. And can you imagine after you get married, you're finally married and, and your husband, you with your husband, you can't express any emotions, you can't have children. She, her life is a total mess. And she, she felt like giving up so many times already. Mom is a dark, dark place. She said there's only been one light that's given her reason to feel that there's hope in the world. And that is she came across the teachings of Reb Shlomo, she said to me. So, so she found me and she emailed me. She said, I know this sounds crazy, but is there any way in the world when we, I'm coming for the first time to Eretz Yisrael? And this is like a, like a really from, you know? She says, is there any way in the world that um, we could hire you for the day to give us a Rib Shlomo Torah of Yerushalayim? Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. I can't believe it. I told you this, Michal? I told you, Ellie? This is a crazy story, right? It's so special. So I told my wife, I said, listen, you're coming with me to this one. There's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to explain to you what, you know, what this was. But I woke up so sick. I was mom is sick. But the, I, the day that you were supposed to take them? The day I was supposed to take them, I, Kavanu, I said to them the day before, meet me 11 a.m. Har Menuchos. She had no idea what, the, what Har Menuchos, what, she'd never been here. She said, is that next to, I said, just get in the cab. <laughs> right. No, no, they're mad. No, nicht Geld. Buses get there, right? Nothing. It's either. So my wife, I said, I said to Bina, I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do, I was going to take a whole tour, I was going to bring her to Emuna, and I was going to do a bunch of different things that I could think of that could maybe like, you know, I was going to bring her to the Moshev. I didn't, I didn't. I said, I said I'm just going to go to you, I'm just going to go to Har Menuchas. So my wife and I get there, and I'm coughing my brains out, I said, this, is, this better be a good story, Yibon Shleilam, right? Mm-hmm. And Bina and I realized, we get to our menuchos, there's tons of levayas going on. How am I, I don't even know what this person looks like. How am I going to find them, right? And it, it, so, said her cell phones. The second we got out of the car, I saw them. This is the sweetest young couple. He just told me, I just came from a bitch of Meyer. I'm davening, I'm davening tefillas, this and that. And she had such, such tmimus in her face. She's walking up. We're walking up that road, that, 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 that road in Har Menuchos. I said to her, you know what? Let me let's start over here. I say, you see on the left side, right behind the kever of Reb Mordechai Eliyahu and, uh, and the Chida, right behind them is a whole chelka of the mir. All the gedolim in the world of mir are buried on the left side. I say, you know, it's crazy. I said, Reb Shlomo's sister is buried right there because she was married to the son of the Mashgiach of Mir, Rabbi Yerucham. You've heard of Rabbi Yerucham? Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz? Did you know this? That Rabbi Shlomo's sister married the son of the Mashgiach? 
So Reb Shlomo's sister, I had this. I was I was close to her. She was she lived in Muncie. I don't know if you ever met her. She, I don't think she came to... Eli Chaim came, but he, I don't think she came. So she was married to the son of the, of the Mashgiach of Mir. Okay? Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz. The son of Rabbi Simchazitza Levavitz. So she's buried right there on the side. So she went, she found the kever Rabbi Shlomo's sister, and she starts, to, she starts davening. And you can see there's a little bit of emotion happening. Then she comes down, and we say, okay, let's start walking up. We start walking up the road, she sees his matseva from the road. She looks at her husband. And for 45 minutes, she was wailing, screaming. I have it on video. I didn't have to do a thing. And I'm thinking to myself, the light of a tzaddik, even those that are sick with any kind of systems that, you know, kivyochol suppressed the whole emotion, right? She's bawling, crying, I, and, I, and I'm standing on the road, and she's taking slow steps, and every time she takes another step to the kever, she looks at her husband, and they're looking at each other like eyes of like, oh my God, Mashiach's here. Why? Because I'm feeling something, I'm expressing something. I have a machshav kedusha. 45 minutes. I didn't have to say a thing. I didn't do anything. I just thanked Hashem for witnessing such a thing. I took it when she was done, she felt... You know, so uncomfortable. I say, are you crazy? Are you kidding me? This is a mikvah to the, to the machsha. Are you crazy? I said, I just come here for a second. Reb Shlomo's parents are buried like right there. I said, you know, come, this is his father, his mother. Told her a little story of a nigun he wrote right there. He wrote Ms. Marshili on Shabbos right there. And then I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really blow her mind, even though it's pretty there. And I got Reb Shlomo's daughter. I got Dari on the phone. She gave her like a 20-minute bracha on the WhatsApp video right there about... And you see, and, and you just saw his when you thought that and you gave up on life. What, what am I trying to say over here? Why am I bringing up this story? Because I thought about it when it said that when you wrap yourself around Sipure Maisias Kivyacho, which is really what Agada is, right? What is it inside of you? It does turn on that button of Machshavas, but it's not Machshavas that the intellectual mind is working hard on grasping and saying, V, check, next, now I can progress. It's operating on a completely different system. That's the whole Indian Bechassidim, to be around Tzadikim, to learn from the Tzadik, Sipuri Tzadikim, all these things add so much to the dimension of a mind that there's so many people that don't give any cover to. The dimension of the mind that's not there to solve problems, but it's there to actually produce emotions, to help emotions expand. That's what the Rebbe was speaking to. And that's what he was worried about was happening at this point in Chassidus. And that's what he was saw. He saw the Masmidim. He saw guys doing Siyam Shas every year. He's saying, but, 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 were you moved by anything while you were learning? Did it move you? Did it produce, did, what did it do to you? What did it do to you? What did you, do you think Hashem gave you a mind only to solve problems and to come out with, oh, there's amigo, I figured it out. And then you, no, that's not what it's about. It's so much more than that. The mind is so much more than that. And that's what, he, that's what he's addressing over here. And he says that through this, like this line again, You become someone that you now, your nefesh is being revealed to you more. And, and we're here in this world, the Rebbe believed, for us to get to know ourselves. And the Rebbe is saying that happens through the expansion of the mind that happens from the learning of Agada.
and, and with other things as well. Okay, we're going to pause here. We'll continue here, Be'ezer Hashem, on Wednesday, okay? Shukayach, everyone.